Welcome back to the Fantasy Addicts podcast. I'm joined. Give us some energy. Fuck. Yeah. What? What is this? What is this low? Low. Come on. Bring. Hype us up, man. Alrighty. Okay. Okay. I'm. I'm tired. It's been work. It's been a long week, Charlene. All right. Well, you heard me bring it in yesterday. Was it yesterday? Did I? Did I talk to you guys yesterday? I don't know. I don't like talking to you. Welcome back to the Fantasy Addicts Podcast. Oh. We are ready to go. I'm joined by Charlene, Andrew, and Joel. It's good to have you back here chatting some fantasy. We're going to be bringing you guys our breakouts today. Um, I can't wait to get stuck into my guy. I know he's going to uh, win all of us fantasy leagues. Andrew, Joel, how are you? Yeah, good, Frank. Uh, And again, privileged to be a part of it. Um, Always happy to be here. Um, Ready to talk some uh, breakouts and busts. What are you doing? We're splitting up the episodes, you fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God, Joel. Yeah, so I'm great, by the way. Both, Joel just doesn't come prepared. We tell him that it's two separate episodes. We just happen to be recording them at time at the same time because we have very busy schedules, as you guys can appreciate. Um, so we are starting with breakouts today. Not the bus, Joel, okay? Figure it out. Charlene, Sorry, how you doing, buddy? I know you're switched oh. on. Oh, I'm very switched on already. I'm ready to go. No last-minute homework in the morning before school starts for me. Um Unlike some people here, uh, it's nice to hear guys' voices again. Down right now, he's still. Up. <laughs> well, he's waiting for he, he's keep going till the bell rings. All right, Start, gonna keep going. Um, hearing your voices almost every day confuses me, but we're almost in football season, and I'm getting more excited every day. I'm ready to get into it. Oh, by the way, before we start, follow us on the socials um, on Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts and on the Twitters at the FP Addicts. We're grinding every day. Got to get those numbers up. Got to get us our name out there because yeah. we're, we're we're up and coming. Yeah, we're, I don't want to work anymore. So can we like blow up and do this <laughs> full time? Like that'd be appreciated, guys. Anyone listening, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dog. Get involved. Yeah, man. Don't don't keep us a secret. I know we we got a lot of um gems here, and you, you know with the fantasy football community, normally you don't tell everyone who you're listening to, but we're different. We we would uh we want at least a little bit of a, a community first before you start hiding us. So yeah, exactly. Um, Charlene's fantasy get the word out. no good anyway, so that's <laughs> got nothing to worry about. Um, <laughs> If there's nothing else that you guys want to add, we're going to get stuck into our first breakout. Who wants to go first? Because we've all brought, a, brought one player to the table. We didn't want to spend all day going through, you know, four players each or anything crazy like that. We just wanted to nail down one guy that we feel really strongly about um, that I think is going to help you guys win your fantasy titles. Who wants to go first? 
Frank, I think you should uh, let the listeners know your definition of a breakout before we get going, and then uh, and then I'm happy to kick us off. But I yeah, just, go on. Uh, take it away, Andrew. Let us know, Frank. All right. So I didn't want to put in a you know a really strict rule on what's going to be a breakout because obviously there's plenty of different um, objective opinions. However, I wanted to at least it to be someone that isn't being drafted incredibly high because you know. You've got guys that may not have finished, you know, top 20 at their position or top 15 or anything like that, that are being drafted high for an an obvious reason. You know that they're going to be really good and they're going to be able to, you know, deliver on their fantasy value at at their draft. I want to see someone that's, you know, a little bit further back but hasn't finished as a top 20 player at their position that can give you top 20 upside or is going to be a really good pick at their draft. A young player that may not have done it before or someone that is maybe a little bit older. So it is quite a broad reason. I want to let you guys explain to me why they're a breakout as well. I didn't want to give you guys some strict guidelines. I know uh, you guys like to be imaginative and you guys like to um, come up with your own thinking. So I didn't want to uh, hold you guys back. All right. And with that, listeners, um, you can listen to my breakout and then turn off the pod because I am the smartest one here. Isn't that right, guys? No, he's joking, guys. Don't turn it off, please. Yeah, watch, listen to the whole thing. It's better for the analytics. Amon Ra St. Brown, wide receiver out of Detroit Lions. Oh, we all should have figured yeah, that out. We were talking about this, yeah. and we didn't want to tell each other whose it was, but we should have seen this coming. Continue, yep. Andrew. Sorry to interrupt you, superstar. No, thanks, man. Uh, we're doing this in the dark this time, so I, I don't even know who Joel's bringing forward. So it's a bit exciting. But, um, yeah, my guy, Amon Ra St. Brown, wide receiver, Detroit Lions. He's 22, guys. He's he's younger than you three, old little men. Like, how crazy is that? Um, he had six straight games with eight reception. That's the longest streak in the NFL ever for a rookie, ever. The best rookie uh, stretch with receptions. Um, I'm, I know you might be concerned about the uh, the weapons there, Frank. That's the big thing coming out of your, your mouth and your messages lately. But Jamison Williams isn't going to be ready for the season. DJ Chark isn't a big, like, uh, target hog guy. Um, and I just don't think we're talking about um, Amon Ra's stretch in the end of the year last year enough. Like, he still did it. He uh, He's he's just the man. Like, did you watch him in the last six games? He was so good. I know TJ Hawkinson wasn't there. DeAndre Swift wasn't there. But when players do this, like, they show they're capable of doing it. They keep going if they're young. Like, why wouldn't they um, look to Amon right now? I just think he's got more upside than passing it to TJ Hawkinson. And, um, yeah, I just – Goff's really – like, Goff isn't great throwing, the, like, down down the sidelines vertically. But I think he can get the ball to Amon Ra and Amon Ra can do his thing again. So, um, you know, I've, I've stressed my opinion on Amon Ra endlessly. He's a target hog, and I think it continues in 2022. Going off the board in uh, pick 60 – you know, around players like Elijah Moore, uh, Darnell Mooney. Um, yeah, give me Amon Ra every day of the week. Upside is tremendous for mine, breaking out in 2022. Uh, who's any Amon Ra comments? Anyone want to go next? Um, thanks for listening. Yeah, so you did mention uh, a lot of my points that I've brought up about Amon Ra. Um, and I just, yeah, I just want to reiterate to the listeners, I don't agree with you, Andrew. I'm sorry. Like, I think he may be a good player. I don't think he's a great player. Like, I don't know, possible that he's just, I could be missing something when I'm looking at the film and he could be better than what I think he is. 
But I think that the addition of Jameson Williams in the first round of the draft tells you all you need to know about what Detroit thinks about Armin Ra St. Brown. And then they've brought in DJ Chark. And this stretch from Armin Ra St. Brown came during the time that DeAndre Swift, he was getting five targets a game. And, and TJ Hawkins, they were getting five targets a game. All of a sudden, Armin Ra's a target hog and he's the best thing since sliced bread, according to you, Andrew. I just don't see it. Yeah, are you are you not scared that the 21 points per game came when um, DeAndre Swift and, and TJ Hawk were, were both injured? Um, yeah, he's not going to average Cooper Cup numbers. No, shall yeah. You know, he's. I think he can be a wide receiver too. I can think he can be a top 15 wide receiver because, uh, you know, they're not going to run the offense through TJ Hawkinson, in my opinion. Like, I think they... They wanted to see what they had in Amon Ra, and he delivered in spades, and they're going to lean on him more. But um, that's my opinion. Uh, don't draft him, and I'll draft him every time, and uh, I'll be winning fantasy leagues against you three. Yeah, not likely, champ. You don't even have him on your dynasty team. Why don't you go trade for him, you coward? He'd show up in like some big spots last year. Like he caught that game-winning touchdown um, against the Vikings from memory. That was, um, and like when he did, you know, when obviously Hawkinson and Swifty were gone, um, you know, he clearly did see more of the field, and that did correlate with um, with his improved play. And like if he's going to be a full-time player this year, um, I can see where it would come from like where the improvement and breakout spot would come um but it's going to lead me into my breakout i'm cutting the queue um and it is a player that andrew mentioned um in his little spiel about um and ra st brown um this player goes off the board um current adp of around 62 his expert consensus ranking is according to fantasy pros um it is Frank. Do you want to have a guess? I'll read off. I'll read off some stats. What position? I know what. It, I know who it is. So this player had. Let Charlie guess. Go. Is it Eli Moore? No. Oh. Similar to Eli Moore. I think is this Darnell Mooney. It is Darnell Mooney. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Let me read out some Darnell Mooney. 140 targets last year from Darnell Mooney which did lead the Chicago Bears. The next closest was another one who, another player who I am in and who I own in Dynasty, Cole Kamer, 93 targets. Alan Robinson was the next player on that team. He had 66 targets. Frank, where is Alan Robinson? Where is he? What do you mean, where is Alan Robinson? He's with Matthew Stafford, best quarterback he's ever had. Yeah, so he's out of there. Next, fourth highest target total from 2021 on the Bears was David Montgomery, running back, had 51 targets. All of these next players who I'm going to mention were the next five targeted players on the Bears. Marquise Goodwin had 40. Frank, do you know where Marquise Goodwin is? I don't know, on the street, isn't he? Seattle. (laughs) Demir Bird. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry if Marquise Goodwin's listening. No disrespect. Demir definitely listening. On the team, he had 38 targets. Frank, do you know where Demir Bird is? Where is Demir Bird? He's on the Atlanta Falcons. Jimmy Graham was next on the team. Hey. You know I know Jimmy he's is? in a home. He's not on an NFL roster. He's in a retirement home. Uh, Damian Williams 
running back was next on the team. Anyone know where Damien Williams is? Atlanta as well. Atlanta, yeah. He's an Atlanta Falcon too. Um, all these people are gone, and you know who they've replaced them with? No one. Milos Jones, who I don't think is very good at football. I think he's just fast and 28 years old as a rookie. Well, I don't have anything bad to say about Vilas Jones. I don't. Yeah, no, we don't actually know what he's going to be in the NFL yet. Let's not hate on him too much. But he is a 24-year-old rookie. Guy. Not okay. Good. I'm not going to bully Vilas. Everyone else wants to. All right. <laughs> Wide receiver three on the team, presuming Vilas Jones does take over as the two, which they drafted to be, is Byron Pringle. Uh, he predominant like he was with Patrick Mahomes and couldn't really be fantasy relevant. He's also missing a bit of time through injury. Nikhil Harry joined the team during the offseason. Uh, also injured, believe it was injured a player. Again. Shocker. Yes. Shocker. Uh, Equinemius St. Brown is on the team. I uh, believe he was paired with Aaron Rodgers uh, and couldn't make it fantasy relevant. Um, Tejay Sharp. Remember him? Tajay. Tajay. <laughs> He's still around, but he doesn't even get his name right. People thought he was good um, about four years ago. Couldn't do anything. Um, and it just really leaves Darnell Mooney with his, you know, 190 targets gone. These targets have to go somewhere. We just did the NFC win total show. I think we was – was it a clean sweep of Bears unders? Oh, Yeah. I live bet that one. Okay. Clean sweeper bears unders. Frank, when teams are behind, what do they do? I believe they throw the ball, Joel. And who can they throw the ball to? The only person they've got is Cole Kamar and Darnell Mooney. Do you think Justin Fields sucks? I think he's not right. bad. I actually don't hate Justin Fields. We'll see what he's got in his second year. He wasn't terrible as a rookie. I don't think he was bad either. That game against Pittsburgh, he looked really good. Showed promising signs as a rookie. Uh, he had that, you know, that big run. Was that against Green Bay? That big touchdown run? I don't know. Yeah, hopefully against. they let him run the ball a bit more. That'd be nice. Yeah. Like, I don't hate Justin Fields. Like, he was, you know, everyone around that draft was like, <laughs> oh, he's drafted too low. I think he fell to like 11. Flashed in the Reese rookie season. Like, he definitely was better than, like, Zach Wilson. Probably did show more than Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Trey Lance didn't play. Um, just think, I want to be in on Justin Fields. And a way to do it without actually being stuck drafting Justin Fields is to take Daniel Mooney, take the 150 targets that it looks like he's going to be locked in for, even though the touchdowns may not be there, like I'm probably not, we're probably not going to get double digit touchdowns with Darnell Mooney. But I think he easily just volumes his way into top four, top 15 wide receiver numbers. Um, you're looking at, yeah, as I said, 150 targets, consistently going to get them. The Bears suck. They're going to be behind. They have to throw to him. I can't, I don't, it's, it's like really obvious to me that he's going to be a good fantasy option. Um, and, yeah, give me him over guys like Armin Ra, St. Brown, uh, Elijah Moore, and other wide receivers in that zone. And this is a zone where I do want to target wide receivers, and I think he's the best one available around that um, time in drafts. You want to have a side wager, an Amor bet? Oh, 
Oh, can I get in? All right, let's put it on the board. Amor v. v Amor. Brother v. Brother. Full blood. Blood v. Blood. No, I don't blood. get involved. No, Frank's told me to fuck off so many times. So, Frank, fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Um, just just by the way, listeners, we're all in on Darnell Mooney, but funny shit happened behind the scenes. Um, Frank blows up the group chat saying, uh, Joel, you stole his breakout. So uh, oh, did I? Yes, Frank. Yeah. yeah. I've been I've had to I've had to make a rotation to my second name, but it's fine. I'm well prepared. I didn't just do my homework right before the bell like some of us. I'm ready to go. <laughs> It's a good thing, uh, Joel. Joel cut the queue because it would have gone, would have been yeah, a bit he bad. Been so rattled. <laughs> he probably yeah. would have been able to continue. He would have stopped the whole podcast. Production would have been over. We would have had to record tomorrow. It just would have been a whole catastrophe. Yeah, but did you like go into it, like Demir Bird and Marquise Goodwin stats? And no, it was not- yours was entertaining. Yours was entertaining. I think about where Demir Bird and Damien Williams were. Yeah, I, I might add That's a note that I had, though. I will add a note that you're getting Darnell Mooney at... Actually, does anyone want to guess what his ADP is? Like, what wide receiver he's going off the board in drafts at? According to expert consensus rankings on Fantasy Pros, 62, I think it was. Wide receiver, 24. Yeah, so he's a bit higher than in people that know what they're doing on Fantasy Pros. That's basically a collection of a lot of fantasy experts, experts in quotations. Um, but if we're talking about average draft position on, the, you know, your regular home drafts, your absolute duds that have got no idea what they're doing, where, um, you know, the likes of Hunter Renfro and Adam Thielen are still going inside the first seven rounds. Um, he's going as the wide receiver 31 off the board. Um, listeners, he was the wide receiver 23 last year. Why is he the wide receiver 31 when 190 targets left town? And Justin Fields peppered him with targets. Justin Fields improved second year. It's so obvious. It exactly does not make sense why he would be going as the wide receiver 31. Like, I'm looking at some names ahead of him here. And guys like... Hunter Renfro, guys like I, I'd probably even take him ahead of Amari Cooper if um, Deshaun Watson's not going to be playing. Adam Thielen, probably Marquise Brown. For me, definitely Brandon Cooks. But there's just names here that you're just getting incredible value at wide receiver 31, personally. Like Charlene mentioned Elijah Moore. Like, I like Elijah Moore. Like, I think he's, you know, good too and, and probably primed for a breakout. But, like, you've got Elijah to Moore. Yeah. Sorry. Like, Gary- Houston's there. Corey Davis is there. Um, they obviously want to run the ball more because they just got Brees Hall in the second round. But, uh, and and Fields is better than Wilson. Like it just yeah, it all points to Darnell that. Mooney being much better. Yeah, that's very true. I am I am pro Mooney as well. I am going to go next. And back of the queue. Yeah, well, it gives you a, a bit of time to practice uh, your second option. So, look, I, I was going to go with a wide receiver. I think I should change it up a bit, go with a running back. It's a bit kind of uh, easy for me because he is on my dynasty team. People probably saw it coming. But my breakout this year is Travis Etienne. Um, the reason being is he is going to be the feature back there in Jacksonville. Um, look, uh, 
you, you can read all the reports you want about James Robinson, about how he's coming back. I just I just can't see it. Like I, I know we saw Cam Akers do it in six months, but everyone saw what, what kind of player Cam Akers was when he came back. Um, just to let you know, it wasn't good. So James Robinson coming back, that's cool. I doubt he's going to, um, even if he does create a timeshare, I'm not scared of the timeshare anyway. And the only other running back there is, apart from James Robertson and Travi Etienne, is Snoop Connor. Snoop Connor is going to do nothing this year. Only time he's going to come in is to spell either one of those two. Um, look, I hate to be the, the guy that brings up college stats and everything like that, but in college he did re- lead the, the league in receiving yards among run, running backs um, with his quarterback that he plays with now. They have a connection. They know how each other play, and that's going to be his number one target. They got some cool wide receivers there. I know they gave the bag to Christian Kirk and and everything like that, but that's that's not a wide that's not a proper wide receiver one. Um, he's going to have so many targets, so many catches. It's kind of scary to to think about. Um, and they and the biggest thing is they're going to be down in most of their games. You know, I could see Travi being a, a a garbage time beast, you know, get, getting dump offs, you know, it's third and 25 because um, Trevor Lawrence got sacked t- three times and now he's got to jump back and everyone else is covered downfield. Guess who you're going to pass it to? The running back. Um, and in saying that, in college, um, he had the most 20 plus yard runs. He's a, he's, he's a breakaway speed guy um, back in 2018 and 2019 um, in college. Um, and then, you know, the, the biggest argument for Travis Etienne is the, the coaching, the new coaching staff that came in. Obviously, it's a positive, uh, but Doug Peterson is known to have a running back by committee, uh, which, look, uh, that's, a, that's a good argument to have. I understand why you have that argument. But last time we saw with Darren Sproles and Miles Sanders there, they had a huge production, um, like receiving production back when he was coaching there. Um, they only, you know, Miles Sanders in his rookie year with Doug Peterson, he, he finishes the RB15. And yeah, he only had a 53% snap share. And I can 100% see that being way over his with uh, Travis Etienne, only because um, James Robinson is not a known pass-catching running back and he's not going to be ready to go straight away. Um, everything out of camp is, is just... Thumbs up, thumbs up. Everyone's loving this guy. I can't wait to see it. Um, and uh, Travis Etienne's going, what? He's like the running back 22, 23 going in drafts at the moment. Um, I can not I can 100% see him uh, finishing within the top 20. Uh, like, technically, he's, he's not really a breakout because he didn't play last year. But with his ADP, he's, what, 50? He's a 50 ninth player going off the board so he's going in the like back of the fourth fifth um some people do like to take him in the third which is fair enough um so taking him back there just there's not much of a uh what's it called a risk i don't think uh, especially with the you know the two or three guys that you'll draft before him i think it's uh it's wheels up for travis Etienne. does uh, anyone have any problems with my breakout player Nah, no problems at all from me. I just want to mention that Travis Etienne was the running back 14 in our consensus ranks between the rest of the crew. 
And then he was also my running back 18, I believe. So he's someone that we've got inside the top 20 and ahead of that draft spot of um, running back 22. I think um, Travis Etienne is going to remind us a lot of what DeAndre Swift did last year, where the team's playing from behind and they just dump the running back, uh, dump the ball off to the running back. He's a really capable pass catcher. Like you said, James Robinson's reported to be back, but I, you know, until you see him on the field, it's hard to believe. But he's not going to be as um, equipped to handle that passing down work. And I'm not really fussed how many touches uh, James Robinson gets between the 20s. But when they get in the red zone and they're getting on passing down situations, they're the valuable touches you want to see Travis getting. And I think that's the role he's going to be in. Yeah, just to add on to that before the Amors say anything, um, he did lead um, the like college football in, in red zone touches, uh, catches, rushes. I, I know it's bringing up more college stats, which I'm not the biggest fan of, but it just shows that, you know, Trevor Lawrence trusts him there and that's they have a rapport. And I know it's going to, you know, turn over to the, the NFL just because it's – they played – so many years together. It's very exciting. He loves the end zone. He does. No, we're a very uh, pro-Travis Etienne brotherhood, aren't we, Joel? We love big uh, E-T-N. Yeah, we like Travi. Uh, obviously, best friends with Trevor Lawrence. Um, yeah, we love buddies. the best friends narrative. Uh, it's why AJ Brown. Uh, it's going to pop off this year. Best friends with Jalen Hurts. Um, locker room pals. Um, yeah, always works in the NFL. Great pick, Charlene. Yeah, everyone get around him. Now, for my breakout player for this NFL season, I kind of want to open the floor to you, boys. Who do you think I'm going to pick? Like, who could it be? You guys know Jerry. I'm in on a few players. Is it someone who's going to suck? It's going to be Jerry Judy, huh? Well, no, that's not Jerry Judy. Also, in on Jerry Judy. Um, it's someone on, on your team. It's someone on his dynasty team, surely. Yeah. Good call. Hang on. Let me get his dynasty team. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Let me, let me have a look at these, we can no these nobodies. Oh, I don't know how that's going to go. Uh, Frank's um, dynasty team kind of old. Not many. Oh, is it Ramondre Stevenson? Oh, sure. Definitely. You're spot on, surely. It is not Ramondre Stevenson. What? And in on Ramondre. You hear the news they're trying to trade Damian Harris? Gee, the price is high on Ramondre. It's Rashad Bateman. Oh, yeah, there you go. Jolly is bang on the money. It is my boy. And you were bound to get it. Yeah, it is my boy, Rashad Bateman. Incredibly excited for what he's going to achieve this season. Um, he's someone that came into the NFL as a very early second-round pick, someone who could have been a first-round talent in a lot of draft classes. It's a really strong wide receiver class when he was taken, so it forced him to slide just that little bit. He found himself in Baltimore, who already had a first-round wide receiver in Hollywood Brown. First-round draft pick. What was that? Rashad Bateman was a first-round draft pick. Did he go on the first? I'm... Well, I didn't look that up, but I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look this up now because I just like being right. First you sound round like... draft pick, Rashad Bateman. Was he? I reckon he was. This is this is something this, we this should know. This is something I thought. Of. Jeez, he was a first round pick. Joel, there you go. Funny. I 
doubted him so much. I, apologies. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, you are awesome. All right, so first round wide receiver, Rashad Bateman. So you already know he's got that draft pedigree, elite talent. He then started his rookie season with a core injury and he wasn't able to play the first five games of the season. When he arrived, when he arrived for his first game in week six, he only played 65% of the snaps. Week after that, it was 63, 66, 55, 70. He then played 44 and 45% of the snaps. They brought him along nice and slow, didn't get him involved in every single play. He then started to play on 65% of the snaps, 93, 81, 83, 87. Now, the fantasy points don't bounce off the screen. So he had 13.8, 1, 10.6, 9, and 3.2. So I don't really want to draw too much attention to the points. I want to make it clear, though, he did only catch one touchdown last year with who was a quarterback for most of the year in Baltimore. I genuinely can only remember Tyler Huntley. And who was the other guy they had? They had some terrific quarterback plays. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Lamar Jackson played like eight games. They didn't. The back half of the year was all Tyler Huntley. He was dreadful. They couldn't throw the ball. Now, if you guys are in on Lamar Jackson to be the number, what, three quarterback in a lot of your rankings, someone's going to catch these touchdowns, and we know it's going to be Mark Andrews. Don't you? Andrew, I saw your head pop into frame. We know it's going to be Mark Andrews. But Rashad Bateman has genuine double-digit touchdown upside. We've seen Lamar Jackson throw for 30-plus touchdowns. At the wide receiver position, there is nobody else other than Rashad Bateman. We saw Hollywood Brown, who was hyper-targeted last year by Lamar Jackson and by Tyler Huntley. He had approximately, I think it was 130 or 140 targets that have left town with him. We're going to see Rashad Bateman have a really, really high target share in this offense. And in the 12 games he played, and he realistically was only playing, you know, half of those games the majority of the time, he had 67 targets, 46 receptions, 515 yards. You can almost bank on that production being doubled and that touchdown number to climb. Does anyone want to guess what his current ADP is um, as draft stands here on the 12th of August? Why so I couldn't believe the number. I couldn't believe the number when I saw it. Wide receiver 28, I'm going to guess. Wide receiver 28. Uh, Charlie? 34. 34. No, it's got to be like around Mooney, but I probably yeah. love Mooney. So let's, I'll go 32. See, I, you guys made my point perfectly. He is going off the board as the wide receiver 40. Gee, that's wow. That is in, that's far too low. He's going behind Juju Smith-Schuster. Cordero Patterson, Armin Ra St. Brown, Elijah Moore, Robert Woods, Devonta Smith, Gabriel Davis, Darnell Mooney, Hunter Hunter Renfro, Amari Cooper. He is the clear-cut wide receiver one on an offense where Lamar Jackson can throw 30 touchdowns. I know we want to talk about Lamar Jackson as a runner, and he's obviously generational when it comes to running the ground as a quarterback. But he does he I think he's more than confident as a touchdown passer. And he's shown that in his MVP season. And we all seem to think that he can be back to that level. So to get Rashad Bateman as a wide receiver 40, who's probably going to be your third or fourth wide receiver off the board onto your team, you put him in your flex spot, and you're going to have a consistent player because he's going to be the number one target in that offense outside of Mark Andrews. He's just an incredible pick at value. And he's someone who can very easily finish inside the top 20. If he gets double-digit touchdowns, you're basically there. 
No, I like Richard Bateman, um, but I like Armin Ra St. Brown more. <laughs> no, I like I like um, Bateman as well. I don't Can think I have an Armin Ra Bateman bet? Oh, yeah, I'll put it on. Yeah, yeah, put it on. Put it on the board. Put it on the board because I'd rather have Lamar Jackson's number one wide receiver than Jared Goff's number three. Ooh, Mark Andrews is the best player available out of all them, and Jared Goff doesn't run for eight thousand yards. Anyway, <laughs> Jared Goff just dumps it off to the running back tight end, and it's going to be Jameson Williams come week five. I mean, I like Rashad Bateman, so I don't want to shit on him. I think he's a great pick. Um, definitely at wide receiver forty, he's got uh, wide receiver two upside for sure. Good yeah, work, great Frank. pick by me. Thank you, thank you. Just finding value in your draft, like. Just get after him, listeners, like Rashad Bateman. Especially if you went running back heavy in the first three rounds or four rounds. If you come around away with like three elite running backs, you might even snag one of those elite tight ends. Um, and then you go, you know, you hit up, wide, you know, round round five or so, round six, you might pair Jerry Judy and Rashad Bateman as your wide receiver one and two. Although it doesn't say, it doesn't sound super sexy, but you're going to have an elite, you know, elite quarterback, elite running backs and elite tight ends. It's definitely a strategy you can go for as well. Well, if you read my latest, latest thread, Frank, I actually discussed this, taking running backs early, and you still get players like Amon Ra St. Brown, Darnell Mooney, and Rashad Bateman. That will break out in 2022. So, um, yeah, I love that. Wide receivers in this range. Um, we, just, we just gave you three breakout candidates plus Travis Etienne, who, Charlene, how, how – What's the ceiling for Travis Etienne? Because I was going to say top 12. Are you there? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm around there as well. He can yeah. definitely finish top top 12. There you go. The fantasy addict breakouts. Uh, draft them everywhere. Yeah, don't leave your drafts without these players. I think you can, you can hit up a draft where you end up you end up landing Darnell Mooney, Armin Ra, St. Brown, Rashad Bateman, and Travis Etienne all in the same draft. And I think we'd all be looking at that pretty uh, nicely. Surely. And quickly before we clock, did you have something to say? No, I was just going to say, like, if you just hammer running back, running back, running back, and make that third running back at the ETN, um, then go get your quarterback in, like, you know, that round five range. Um, And then get all these wide receivers uh, late in drafts. You can, you know, you can get these guys. They going to be top 20 wide receivers at minimum um you'll win a fantasy title yeah and that's why i'd really like um like if you have the first pick and you come back around i know i've said this a bunch of times but getting christian or jt or whoever at three then coming back around at one two or three and then pairing it with mark andrews and then coming back around and then getting ETN again, you know, RB2, and then you may, maybe Mike Williams after that. Like, it's it's pretty it's pretty good strategy. And, and then after that, you know, you just hit bang on wide receivers late in rounds. Like, it's it's a it's really good, really good strategy to have. I know you're banking on a lot of these guys to break out, but um, all the, the recipe is there for all these guys. All right, fellas, i got some names. We're going to do a rapid-fire breakout. You just say yes, no. Um, I did it real quick, so I might have missed some, but 
We'll go. Quarterbacks. Justin Fields. Yes, no. 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 To draft or like as a prospect? To break out this year, 2022. Oh, it's hard with... Yes, no. No. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. No. Mm, no. Too many break on the back. Breakout. Were you listening to Frank's definition? <laughs> yeah, Frank's definition was a lot of words and no actual concrete definition. Zach Wilson. No. no. Like, these guys aren't going to be top 12. Sorry. No. no. Trey Lance. Hell yes. yes. You Trey Lance. Shifting to the running backs, Brees Hall. Yes. I'm all in on Brees. I think he's going to be awesome. No. Brees Hall. Yes. Charlie a no. Okay. Uh, AJ Dillon. Yes. Yeah. For the draft price you get him, he's going to be a good pick. Yes. Ramondre Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah. Give me some Ramondre. Sure. Sure. Uh, nah, like he'll be fine, but he's not, you know, he's not a league winner. Uh, Jerry Judy. Oh, do I need I say more? I'm going to go with uh, yes. Charlene, good time to bring up your Jerry Judy first call. And oh, yes, that's a uh, way to segue into that. Um, Frank, not too long ago, was calling out anyone and everyone for a Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton bet. And I want to take it. Uh, I was going through call. breakouts. Yeah, I was going through my breakouts who I wanted to pick, you know. I'm glad I took a running back today because the listeners would have had no no other position except wide receiver breakouts. But mine was going to be Cortland Sutton. So what is the – What's the would price? You have a, would you, you have a 50 on it? Oh, yeah, why not? I feel like I'm going to be getting a stack of money at the end of the year. So let's just hope Should I don't I have a I'd hate no, to no, know no. how much money's on this list of injuries. It's going to get bad because you're just doing this every single week. We're on the pod. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's on true. Um, Sutton was my next name, but we're in on Denver wide receivers. Uh, Gabe Davis, I'm a yes. Um, I'm not there. Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes. Um, Elijah Moore? Yes. No, there's not enough upside in that offense. We'll say no. And then just to finish, uh, Cole Kmart and Brevin Jordan, tight ends. Yes, no. Cole Kmart, big yes. Brevin Jordan, big no. I was, yeah. I was going to say definitely no on Brevin Jordan when they were going to trade for Adam Shaheen, but then that trade fell through. So, yeah, give me Brevin Jordan. He could catch six touchdowns and finishes the wide receiver. The tight end 12. Tight end 12. Um, well, you I'm going. <laughs> going Cole, Cole Kmart, big yes. Uh, Brevin Jordan, fuck no. Yeah, give Gee. Cole Kmart some answers. Sorry, I didn't mention that. And now everyone's favourite. Uh, part of the pod. Um, oh yeah, here we go. Uh, before, be... sorry, before we start Ando's rando question, I just want to know because we are going to be recording two podcasts today. Do you have two Ando's rando question of the day, or no, is it just one? No, and the listeners are going to get shortchanged on the next episode. Nah, you know I do. I always come prepared. <laughs> oh, he's a man. Prepared. See, this he guy's awesome. <laughs> 
Wink. Best first date idea. Talk me through it. Where are you taking your lovely lady you've met for the first time, maybe? <laughs> uh, talk about favorite shows, uh, first dates show. Um, so talk to me. We, we can pass it on to Joel and Charlene. Where are you taking your lovely lady for a date the first time? Craig? Is he dead? Wait, did you say me first? You said yes. Joel and Charlene. Is your first. name Frank? You are first. You're always dead. first on these, Frank. All right, well, you can cut this bit anyway. Um, first date idea. Got to go with the drive-in movie. Um, definitely my style, something I've done in the past. Um, works every time. And you can't go wrong. If you can't set up correctly. It can go one of two ways. It's either going to go really well or it's going to go really poorly. So you just got to be brave. You got to have a go. You're either going to come across as a complete creep because you got the back of your car set up with blankets and pillows, or you're going to come across as you're awesome um, and they're going to be totally into it. So driving movies, awesome. You get the fun and the no non-pressure of just watching a movie is like far more relaxing than going out for like a fancy dinner or going to something really formal that you have to be worried about. Um, but then you also don't have to be quiet. You can actually have a conversation as opposed to just being silent in a movie. Um, just to answer the question in a different way as well, movie dates, terrible idea, terrible first date idea. You don't get to say anything. You just sit there awkwardly next to each other. So don't do that, listeners. Yeah. Charlie, we'll go to you. All right. Well, um, my kind of go-to is... Um, take him, take your lady to the like a bar. You have a few drinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you and take then... him to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> you take him to dinner after like a little a few drinks, bit of conversation, have some dinner, and then after dinner, um, go to like an ice cream place and take a walk where you eat ice cream. That's my, that's my, that's a good first date for me. Keep it nice and simple, nothing too flashy. Don't go to like a fucking fancy dinner or like a five course meal or some shit like that. Just, you know, cool little bar for maybe like hour, 45 minutes, walk over somewhere close to, to the dinner, have a nice meal, and then go get some ice cream. Yeah, I kind of like, I, I see the upside of Charlene's play here. But what if, like, so you've never met this person? Yep. I'll go with that, yeah. Okay. What if, like, you meet him and then you're committed to going out to, like, a fancy, well, not a fancy, just, like, any meal? What if you just don't like this person? Like, what if, you know... Well, at the bar. Yeah, what if it's just awkward, silent, you have nothing in common? Then, like, you're committed to, like, you know, this dinner. I guess you're not really. Like, right? like you can just... Ditch him. Like, I was going to say, like, just go and, like, quick, easy, you know, maybe mid-morning, go have a coffee or something around, like, you know, lunchtime. That way, if you hate him, you can just ditch him. But that's 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 borderline friends. Okay. Yeah, you're not, you're not starting anything fun. They're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. had a coffee with some oh, dude. You got you gotta to be already, this why This guy's thinking about the exit plan already. <laughs> exactly. He's like, about the exit the, plan before he's even got to think about what all the options, you know? Like, you just got to be like, willing to lose three hours of your life. I understand. Like, that's that's kind of why going to somewhere before having dinner is not 
is not the worst idea. So you can, you can get a gauge. And then if you're having some drinks, like you're both going to kind of, the kind nerves kind of, if you guys yeah. are nervous, drinks they'll kind of go, you know, they kind of, they'll go away. And then, you know, you're only there for an hour at the bar, maybe. If, you know what Joel said, you don't like him already. You just did. <laughs> like, you know what? I'm just going to stay at the bar. If you want to go somewhere else, I'm just going to stay here. But I don't like you. <laughs> Joel will take him to the track. He'll take him to the races. That's a, definitely a Joel move. Say that. No, I, you know, I'm not that tough. I understand people don't like the horses that much. Um, hey, but like, no one said anything. Do something fun. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, I'll give some ideas. If you mini say golf. mini golf, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> something like that, Frank. It's so not good. That. Why does everyone pretend mini golf's good? It's shit. No, I, I think mini golf is a like second, third date thing. What about a sporting event? Going to watch the football or something. I like that. If you both like that, that's good. You know that they like the football too. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. You're like a juicy fan like some people here. Yeah, it's, it's hard to keep you cool when you're trying to, you know, meet someone and look like a crazy man at a sporting game, you know? Yeah, I'm No, that sucks. Yeah, I don't think that's a great idea. All right, listen, there you go. Take your uh, ladies to a driving movie or to a bar and a dinner. Great answers, guys. I'll talk to you in ice cream. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Addicts podcast. Um, as always, thank you, Joel, Shalam, Andrew, for joining me today. Listeners, make sure you hit up the socials on Twitter, on the Twitters at the FB Addicts and on Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts. Have a lovely one. Thank mm-hmm. you.